You're listening to Tiny Home Tours, a podcast that celebrates all things tiny living. We're your hosts, Allison, Chris, and Loren. Join us as we sit down with nomads and tiny home dwellers to discover why they went tiny, the lessons they've learned, and inspire you to take the leap. This episode is brought to you by the Tiny Home Tours newsletter. Would you enjoy a weekly newsletter that shares all things tiny? Every Friday, we share sneak peeks of full upcoming tour videos, blog posts, and new podcast episodes. Join with the link below or by visiting tinyhometours.com. Hi guys, my name is Hannah, also known as Hands Band Ventures on Instagram and on YouTube. I'm 20 years old and I live in a van. So right now you're obviously not in your van. Can you kind of catch people up on what's happening, where you're at in your life and all that good stuff? Yeah. So right now I'm actually at my mom's house parked out front. Um, I'm planning on hitting the road in about two days to go full-time travel. Since then I've just been working and parking in front of my mom's or in a desert nearby and just saving up until I can hit the road, which is in two days. So you're in that interesting situation we chatted just a little bit before we started talking to where you're about to hit the road you've done a couple little trips kind of getting acclimated to life on the road so this is actually a two-part question here Mm -hmm. how beneficial do you think it was where you had a little bit of time to get an idea of what you're getting yourself into in terms of being on the road and then also can you follow that up with how are you feeling right now? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Is it starting to really wear on you? Can you kind of touch base on that? Yeah, so I've lived in my van for the last six months in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I've been working two jobs and just saving up until I hit the road, also parking at my mom's whenever necessary and just getting out into the nature when I can. It's honestly been really good test as to see if it was really what I wanted to do because it's not 100% full-time van life. Um, but it's definitely warmed me up into the ability to live in the van full time because it's just very comfortable now. I feel safe where I, wherever I park. Cooking in the van is easy. Going to the bathroom in different places is easy. And just being able to pull off anywhere and sleep is amazing. Um, right now, feeling wise, I'm super, super excited. I've been waiting for this moment for the last two years, just saving up for the van and not have the van. And now I'm just finally able to hit the road full time. And it's, it's a little bittersweet just because I'm leaving my family, which is the first time I'm not going to be living with my mom, which is also a first for me. And um, just saying goodbye to all my friends has been a little weird, especially with this whole coronavirus going on right now. I'm not able to see all of my friends and say goodbye, which is a little rough. But at the same time, FaceTime has been a huge, huge thing, um, saying goodbye to them. But I'm definitely more excited than anything. Nervous to see, you know different parking situations. I'm sure stuff is going to come up where I'm not going to be able to park one night and I'm going to be in a panic, you know, trying to figure out where to park, but I'm ready for those moments. Like I'm ready to feel the loneliness of being on the road and just out in nature and traveling, which is just what I've been waiting for. So (laughs) it's very exciting. So what was the first catalyst for you to even be interested in this life? Like how old were you? Were 16 15 did you see something on instagram did you see something on youtube how did this all start for you yeah so my life pretty much changed when i was 16 Um, my dad left and i had been planning on going to a huge college being a vet my whole life i did the whole ap route in high school and everything 
And, you know, when he left, it kind of like shook my world up a little bit and in for the better, for sure, because it made me see that there's so much more to life than just going to school right after high school, getting a job, having a family, you know. And um, I just really started getting outside more. That was like my my space and just being outside felt like at home for me. And then after high school, I decided not to go to school. And so I ended up going to Europe for a month and traveling out there and just experienced a lot of cultures, met amazing people and stayed in hostels, which was huge because staying in hostels, you just meet people from all around the world who are also living this very nomadic lifestyle. And so when I got back from Europe, I was just working full time and um, I saw, I believe it was Eamon and Beck on YouTube probably one night just scrolling on YouTube and um, I was like, that's what I'm going to do. hundred percent to my mom about it, told all my friends and they were all like, you're insane. You're going to live in a van. What the heck? I was like, you guys have to see these vans they are insane. They're literally houses. And so I just worked full time for two years and then got the van and have been living in it for six months now. So you didn't go to college. You saved no. up for a couple of years to, to do this, what type of jobs were you working? Was it hard to save or was it like once you made that decision, you you knew it was it, that's what you're gonna do? Yeah, so it was pretty much like I knew I was gonna live in the van. When I was probably 18, that was when it was like 100%, that's what I'm gonna be saving up for. Um, I've had a job since I was 16 in high school, I'm 20 now, because I'm gonna be 21. And so I worked at a protein shake shop, actually, when I was 16. I worked there for four years. It was a small family business, and they're like my family still. And I was managing it there, doing the social media marketing for them as well. Um, And then I left that job last year and switched over to working into a restaurant as well as working at a yoga studio. So I was working two jobs around 55 hours a week. And honestly, the restaurant industry, it's great. I love it. It's a really good way as like a server to make some extra bank really fast, honestly. And so I was doing that and working at the yoga studio full time until the coronavirus happened. (laughs) And then I was like, well, this is the perfect time to go explore nature and just be out there. Absolutely. So during the two years that you saved, did you have any hard times did you ever question yourself or was it like on a scale from one to ten ten is being there was no time you're like what what am I doing uh you you just you just knew what you're doing one would be uh you you were kind of wishy-washy on it on a scale from one to ten how were you during the two years because I see a lot of people they'll they'll find that YouTube te- or that YouTube channel Eamon and Beck and they'll be like oh I want to do this and it'll last for a mm-hmm. week but it seems like yeah. for you, it's something that you actually followed through on, which is pretty rare in my experience. So I kind of want to dive deeper into that. Like what, where, where were you on that scale in terms of, Hey, this is what I'm doing versus, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, growing up, I've always been a super determined driven person. So I think I saw it and I just knew that that's how I wanted to live. Um, it's a super minimalistic lifestyle. You get to travel all over and see amazing spots and just be outside and that's exactly what I wanted out of life I would say on a scale of one to ten I was probably around an eight only because I was in a long-term relationship and he was not on board and I was like well I need to do this it's like this is what I want to do this is my dream and so I think there are a couple moments where I was like do I want to be with him or do I want to go and travel into the world and obviously we're no longer together and so when we actually broke up 
July of last year. I bought the van in September. So that was a huge catalyst into just throwing me. I was like, you know what? To that, like, it's the perfect time. I'm going to buy a van right now and going to go do this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there are probably a few moments where people would be like, what are you doing? Like, are you sure? And that can get in your head, definitely. Um, but, I mean, it's your life. Do what you want with your life and don't listen to anyone else. Because if it's what you want to do, you'll, you can make it happen. Just don't listen to anybody because they, they don't know what you want to do with your life, you know. And the fact is, if you're happy, that's all that really matters. Absolutely. My favorite book is The Alchemist. And there's a quote in there that I say to myself all the time and I tell other people is, people know how to lead others' lives, but not about his or her own. And mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the epitome of... of 100%. So when it came time to buy the van, in the two years that you saved, were you able to buy everything outright? Is there still a little bit that you owe on it? Like, was there any surprises there? Because if you save for two years, you could have went with an older rig, but you got a yeah. new rig and had it custom built. So again, it's kind of a double question. Were you able to buy everything outright and you're good to go? And why did you go with a newer rig versus an older rig? Yeah, so... I still have a loan on the van that I'm paying off monthly payments. Um, the reason that I went with a newer van versus an older van is a, I'm very not mechanical at all. And it came with a five-year warranty, which I thought would be amazing in case I'm ever on the road and something happens and I need to get it fixed. Plus it's nice to have a warranty because some older vans, they have some issues, engine issues where it can be up $10,000 to fix the engine, which I definitely did not want to have to pay. Um, and as for the build, I found a company who was a little bit smaller side. They don't specialize in vans whatsoever. And they were really reasonable. I paid that out of pocket. Um, so the van I still have a loan on, paying monthly payments, which is completely fine. And yeah, so that's why I went with a newer van as well. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people ask me, like, how much it really costs to live on the road. And if you compare living in this bus my diesel, my food, my health insurance, everything is basically yeah. in the city. It comes out to about $1,000 to $1,100 a month. And that's with $200 extra that I factor into everything mm -hmm. for breakdowns, for the yearly maintenance. You know, I just yeah. add that into my, my budget. So, I mean, if you just have to pay for a van payment and that's your rent, that's, that's yeah. too bad. I pay like my monthly bills on my van payment my van insurance. I mean, I just got Wi-Fi in the van, so I'm doing like monthly plans for that, gigabytes and stuff like that. So honestly, it's not, it'd be way more expensive to live in a city than in my van. Absolutely. So when you hit the road, I know this is a unique time because Corona's kind of hitting everybody, yep. you know, but what is your plan for money on the road? Are you just doing the savings thing and trying to live cheaply? Do you have any gigs that you have lined up? What, what do you plan on doing? Yeah, so right now I'm just using what I have in my savings. I'm gonna just try to be as minimal as possible. Thankfully, gas is really cheap right now as well, which is honestly a huge plus. Um, I'm also trying to get my YouTube monetized and hopefully I can make a little bit of money doing that. And I'm planning on being up in Montana sometime later this summer and I wouldn't mind getting a job out there if jobs, if places are open. Um, yeah, it is an interesting time to be leaving. I definitely have gotten some negative feedback so far, but in the grand scheme of things, living in a van, being out in nature by yourself with your dog and just stopping at gas stations. And I think that's a hundred times better than being in the city, going to the grocery stores, 
I, you know, going to doctors, doing anything really, it's, you're still in way more exposure because you're around tons more people than just being out in the middle of a beautiful place by yourself, you know? Man, I'm, I'm so excited for you because my very first van trip back in 2009, beginning of 2009, I just drove around with my dog in my van for the first time, just hitting the road. Like, like yeah. I feel it in my stomach right now talking to you. It's something that you can't ever relate to people. I'm sure there's small trips that you've even taken right now when you go yeah. to the desert and you come back and try and tell your friends about it. You can't really convey on how much it actually means to you and how much it kind of changes your perspective. How it just feels. Yeah, yep. when I first bought the van, it was completely gutted. I threw an air mattress in my hammock up in there, took my dog out to California for seven days and just lived on a street and was a huge beach bum. And I came back and I was like, I am so excited. <laughs> like, I cannot wait to be doing this. So it, it's kind of, I can't really ask the storage questions that I had for you because even though you've taken smaller trips, you really haven't lived in, I, it, it's kind of different, right? Like how, how long have you actually lived in it? in one city now have have you felt like it's it's home now or does it feel like you need to get on the road and move things around and figure out oh no it 100 percent feels like home being at my mom's house feels like i'm just visiting you know it's just a friend's house i'm stopping by at um the van is 100 percent my home i mean i sleep there every night um i go out into the desert usually in park and just go to bed (laughs) i did just stock up on all my food for when i leave which was interesting because I went to Costco and just bought like a bunch of big stuff. I'm like, hmm, where am I going to put this all? And there's a few things <laughs> sitting out, but I just throw it in my sink and drive and then put it out when I'm not driving. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's that was one of the things I did when I first got my van, too, is yeah. bought a bunch of stuff I really didn't need. Like, granted, you do need food, especially right now. <laughs> but I bought the most random stuff, like little battery-powered fans, all the little yeah. storage things, like it was just ridiculous. I was just getting so excited. Um, <laughs> with, with your current setup, do you feel as though you have enough storage? Is there anything that you would change with storage or do you find it adequate for what you're doing? Thankfully, I do find adequate storage space. Um, pretty much anything, like under my benches, I have storage space, which I'm using for like dog food and extra storage for food um, that I'm just am gonna have saved up for a few months, just non-perishables. Um, my cabinets are pretty deep and like I have huge drawers that I throw a lot of my food in and I definitely feel I have enough storage. I mean, I've got drawers for my clothes. I even have an empty cabinet right now. So don't know what I'm going to put in there, but. <laughs> Give it time. It's going to be. Yeah, fun. I'm sure it'll get full fast. So far and, uh, with your trips, what is an item or items that are combined together that you couldn't live without in your rig so far? Yeah, I mean, my computer is super necessary, especially with the life that I'm planning on doing with social media. Um, My camera is super important. To stay busy, I have painting stuff in the van. I have my ukulele, just so I don't get super bored, you know? Books, super important. Having podcasts downloaded, that's huge key for long road trips and stuff. I have my journals because I love to write, and that's just my little escape in the morning. French press, highly necessary. <laughs> a heated blanket. I have a 12-volt electric blanket that I bought off of Amazon, and it has honestly made sleeping in the cold weather so much more comfortable. It's amazing. So how, how is that powered? I mean, does it take a lot of juice, or do you have a decent battery system? How, how's, how It honestly doesn't use that much juice it's just a 12 volt you plug into the cigarette lighter 
Um, I do have three inch watch the solar panels and then two batteries. So, I mean, I have decent amount of power, but it doesn't take that much. Speaking of your power, how has that been working for you on the road? Do you feel like that's an adequate system and what, what all do you charge? Because a lot of people that'll be listening to this and watching this, you know, they're, they're thinking about getting into this lifestyle and you said you have 200 watts with two batteries. I have 300 watts of solar and then I have two 110 AGM batteries. And that's adequate for you? Like, is that working pretty well? Yeah, it's also connected to my car batteries. So when my car is running, it's also charging the batteries. Um, that's been really helpful because I do drive a lot. So whenever I'm driving, it's charging the batteries, which I have a ton of power stored up right now. As for charging things, I mean, I have my lights, I have my LED lights, charge my computer, cameras, drones, my phone, my Fitbit watch. Um, kind of small things, right? Yeah. I do have a blender, um, which has worked great so far. I haven't had any issues with that to make smoothies and stuff. Um, but I only use that every once in a while. Besides that, I don't really plug in that much stuff. Um, just the necessary electronics, I guess, that I have in my van. So as long as it's small stuff, 300 watts, and I guess that's 420 uh, amp hours, works pretty well for you and your battery. Yeah, yeah, it does for sure. I haven't had any issues yet, knock on wood. Um, in terms of the build, you said you went with a smaller company that doesn't normally do vans. Yeah. And this will kind of pigtail into the last couple of questions I have for you. Um, did you have a layout that you saw that you designed yourself or you saw somewhere that you gave to them and they implemented or was it on them? Like how, how did that process go of you designing your, your van? Yeah. So for the two years that I was saving up, I was just messing around, designing a ton of layouts, just drawing them down and just seeing what I think would work best for me as well as the whole electrical setup. Um, I had my water system all planned out. So by the time I went to the company, I had a layout that I really liked and could see working really well for myself. Um, and I just went to the company. I was like, Hey, can you guys do this? Here's my layout. And they were like, yeah, totally. And it came out literally exactly how I imagined it being. The only thing that I would change is I have a seven gallon gray water tank inside the van. I would change that to be having a larger gray water tank underneath the van so it's not inside because if I like make beans or something, sometimes it can smell the water. Um, mm. But besides that, there's really nothing else that I would change. So you mentioned the, uh, the gray water. Do you have a toilet? Do you have a shower? And what do you do with your gray water? So for my gray water, I do use biodegradable biodegradable everything so toothpaste um, face wash dish soap pretty much anything I just use biodegradable soap so I can just dump it anywhere um, as for shower I do not have a shower I do have a shower attachment on the side of the van that's hooked up to my water tank and I can just like rinse off like that otherwise I have biodegradable soap and can go bathe in lakes and rivers and thankfully I do have a lot of friends in different states so I've always hit up some friends um, I was just with another van lifer last weekend who said that he uses couch surfing, um, the app, and I'm probably going to give that a try as well. Seems like a cool way to meet people and get to know cities and towns. Um, and for toilets, nature, nature, gas stations, coffee shops, grocery stores, really anywhere that is open or if I'm in nature, you know, so be an animal. <laughs> By the time this comes out, your video, I don't know, post um, for those listening and watching, 
uh, we filmed the tour of her rig, so you can check it out. But I don't remember if I mentioned this to you. I might have. Uh, wolfing, Willing Workers on Organic Farms. Yeah. You have I've heard of it. Wolfing and Wolfing if you are looking for places to shower, if you're looking for a place to hang out. Uh, for example, when I mentioned my first van with my dog, I couch surfed a lot, which was awesome. Met so many cool people, did tons of fun local stuff that you would never do if you didn't meet those people in the city. Yeah. And wolfing, you know, you go to a farm, work for a week or two, and basically you work two or three hours a day in exchange for food and a place to park and showers and all that good stuff. So, you know, as things with Corona goes, continues, and they start shutting down public lands if they do that or any other spot. Couchsurfing and wolfing are two options people can uh, can look into for sure. Um, yeah. That pretty much wraps up the questions that I had for you. Is there anything else that you would suggest to people? Anything else that you've learned in your process of doing this? Because I'm sure about 90% of everybody that's watching this or listening to this wishes they could have done this at, at 20 years old. You know, like I was telling yeah. them, it took me to about 25, 26 to actually save up the money and pull this off and actually hit the road. Mm -hmm. So do you have any advice for, for people? The biggest piece of advice I probably have is just to follow your dreams because so many people kept like turning me down, just being negative about it and just questioning it. And you know, you have that gut instinct that just tells you what to do in life. And I think you should really listen to that. And, you know, work, work as hard as you want to work to make this happen. Because if you really want it, you will find a way to make it happen. You know, if it's going to take two years, if it's going to take five years, it doesn't really matter. Just, I just think it's really important for people to follow their dreams and go through with it because there's way too little life to live than to like, just, you know, not do what you want to do with your life. Absolutely. Yeah. The average person lives, uh, I think it was 20, 27,000 days. Everybody thinks they have like a hundred thousand years to live, 200,000 no. years. And when it comes down to it, you, you really don't have that many days. So yeah, life is short and you just want to make the most of it, you know, see all the places you want to see, do what you want to do and don't care what anybody else does or think. Be happy. <laughs> do what makes you happy because that's the biggest thing in life is happiness so by the time that people watch or listen to this you're already going to be on the road you're going to be a rubber tramp by that time if people were to find you online keep up with your travels where can they find you what's the best way to uh, to follow your travels yeah, so on Instagram, um, my Instagram handle is H-A-N-S-V-A-N-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S, Hands Van Ventures. It's the same on YouTube, just with spaces. Um, it is linked in my bio on my Instagram, so if you want to go just click that, be sure to subscribe, follow me on my journey. <laughs> I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see how it goes. Thank you. I'm very excited as well. This episode is brought to you by the Tiny Home Tours newsletter. Would you enjoy a weekly newsletter that shares all things tiny? Every Friday, we share sneak peeks of full upcoming tour videos, blog posts, and new podcast episodes. Join with the link below or by visiting tinyhometours.com.